nerves and shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul, seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons speak with such a screech. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you hear these zombies shriek. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Cultural Reset. My name's Rin Dacheva, I am your host. As always, thank you so much for joining me and as you could tell from that wonderful intro, today we're going to be talking about Halloween. I'm not the biggest fan, to be honest with you. I like Halloween, but it's like, it, it's there, I appreciate it. Um, but I don't have any any particularly strong feelings, but we're going to talk about it anyway, because I think there's some good films, at least, that we can discuss. And I think I'm going to focus on the films. I'm going to talk a little bit about what I do on Halloween. Um, and I want you to let me know what you do on Halloween. How are you spending your Halloween this year? Let me know about all of that. And then, obviously, I'm holding off on the good stuff until later. Now, a very good friend of mine requested something. And when she requested that something, I knew I had to do it and I wanted to prepare for it properly. And I did. But this is still going to be a beginner's guide to it. Because I feel like if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to be eased in. And I will gladly do more and more and more and more episodes on this. If you are interested, just let me know. I am, of course, talking about America's Next Top Model, which is something that, quite frankly, was missing from my life. And I don't know how I survived so long without it. So I just want to thank Mike Smike about it. If you don't know who Mike Smike is, Mike is like the best YouTuber there is. The only YouTuber, quite frankly, that I care about or that I watch. He's incredible. All of his videos are amazing. Literally 100% of his content is worth watching. Go and check him out. He has a podcast as well. I mean, I don't feel like I'm in a position to advertise anything to anyone with my eight listeners, but you know what? If you're here and you're vibing, go and check out Mike's mic. But continuing on from that, the last thing we're going to be talking about today is also to do with America's Next Top Model, or actually specifically with Tyra Banks, and I'm not going to reveal it yet. Um, It has something to do with food, which could potentially give it away if you know anything about Tyra Banks. Um, or Mike's Mike. So that's a little bit of a spoiler, but you know what? This is this is a theme now in these episodes that the third topic is something just really odd and just random, and this is exactly it, and I'm not gonna tell you what it is until we get there. So without further ado, let's get cracking. Look at, look at, it's freaking bats. I love Halloween. Why do you like Halloween so much? It's always Halloween in my soul. Well, obviously. Well, obviously. I had to get that iconic vine in there. If we're talking about Halloween and I don't refer to freaking bats, I love Halloween, something is wrong. Something is incredibly wrong. Now, as I said, I'm not the biggest Halloween fan. I don't actually feel qualified to talk about this at all. Um, But I, I like the idea, you know, chocolates, um, dressing up in funny costumes, watching scary movies. I'm 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 down about that. I'm I'm cool. I'm cool with all of those things. Now, I've been trying so hard to remember what I did for any Halloween ever, and it really is a little bit of a struggle. I cannot remember what what, what I did last year for Halloween. I remember vaguely 
in involving me to my friend's flat in Sherborne, and I ended up watching Monster House with one of my friends. Monster House, a great film, by the way. I <laughs> We only watched 15 minutes of it, and it's a real shame, but I really liked it. I'm sure the rest of it is really good as well. Uh, my friend really strongly recommended it, and I really enjoyed, you know, the first however many minutes that we watched. And then we just went... I think we went on Omigo, spoke to some random people, met a guy who was really into metal music or something. We also met this guy who I think his girlfriend just broke up with him. And he was giving her Snapchat details to like randos on Omigo. And we messaged her and we're like, dude, this this guy, this guy's giving like your snap to random people on Omigo like us. So... That was a thing. I can't remember who else we spoke to on Amigo. I can't really remember what else we did. Um, as a kid, I used to go trick-or-treating, obviously. I vaguely remember one Halloween where we, my friend from school and I dressed up. And I was meant to have a Pikachu onesie, but it never arrived on time. So we, I kind of had to improvise my costume and we went around and we didn't even... I can't remember if we got any candy at all. I just remember we were gonna like prank some people and we went to there was there was these really big like socialist built living blocks <laughs> in Bulgaria. They were super common. They're literally everywhere. And so we rang on some of the bells on that one, but no one opened. And so we put toothpaste on the on the door handle and we saw someone coming and I was like, oh my god, let's run, let's run. So we ran away and I remember we were carrying eggs. I think we thought we were going to prank someone. We, we never pranked someone and partly the reason was because when we were running away, all the eggs broke in my bag and it was really bad. It was so bad. But I think we had a great time overall. I can't really remember it again. I think the thing I like most about Halloween is really the chocolate, but I mean, you can have chocolate at any time. So apart from that, it really is the films. And I think there's two types of Halloween films. Like there's the really scary horror films and Halloween's your excuse to watch them. And then there's those really weird ones you watched as a kid. I mean, obviously there's stuff in between. I'm not saying this is it. This is all you can have. But I think these are the two that I'm inclined to look at if I were to have a film night or, or something on Halloween, those were kind of, those would be my two options. And so, so let's start with the scary ones because I feel the meme ones I can talk about a lot and very freely. And I think scary ones are actually people are more interested in those than my memes. So I'm going to get the scary ones out of the way first, quite frankly, because I care for them less. Anyways, um, actual scary ones, I think, the ones I have here, The Conjuring, The Conjuring is good, all of the Annabelle ones, they're quite scary, but I remember one time I was watching it, and I was really tired, and I fell asleep, and that speaks badly for a horror movie, because I was watching it with my cousin, who also gets really scared, and when we watch things together, we don't fall asleep, even though we're super tired, and we fell asleep on that, so, you know, it, it's not talking much, it's not a good reflection on it. But all in all, I'd say they were good. They were very American. I'm not I'm not sure how I felt about that. A lot of horror movies are very, very American, obviously. Uh, another classic one is obviously Sinister. Sinister, I thought, was really scary. Sinister actually really scared me, and it also had a really interesting plot. And those are two things that are not always the same. And so I really appreciated it. I would definitely recommend it. It's quite a mainstream horror film, but 
at the same time it's good so uh, if if there's loads of people watching it's an easy pick because everyone's happy the ring the ring terrified me as a child it took me years to watch it because i was really scared of samara uh, and my cousin really scared me with her. I think she told me about this film and it terrified me and I I wouldn't watch it. And then one time we went to the seaside and we watched... We went to the seaside and we watched The Ring and The Ring 2. I'm really proud of us. Those those were those were the days. We had such great holidays together. My, my older cousin and I. Not the cousin that gets scared. My older cousin. Um, usually when I watch f- films with her, we don't get scared because we just talk over them and it's just really random. A few films, a few scary films, horror, well, horror slash thriller films that I've seen with her. Uh, One of them was It Follows, which was a really odd idea. I thought it was quite interesting, uh, but it was really bizarre. It was basically this thing follows you. It it possesses people and it's based on, it's kind of like a sexually transmitted disease. That's what the whole film was making a comment on was if you sleep with someone then the thing that follows you is gonna follow them but then if it catches them and kills them it's gonna come back to you so it it's really odd and yeah and they had to kill the thing uh and it was the, the idea behind it is great i think i can't remember why we laughed so much at it i think it's because it was really bizarre because when the thing possessed someone it would just follow them like it couldn't run it could only walk so it was really funny on that end. Um, also, I don't think that the movie had a huge budget and horror movies without a huge budget that are trying to be like jump scare scary. Sometimes it's really funny. We all know that works out. Another really funny horror movie that I watched with her was Wrong Turn. Now there's like a billion wrong turns in life. But that particular one was something about people getting lost in a snowstorm and going inside an abandoned sanatorium, where basically the patients who were crazy took over the place. And obviously the people that went in to hide there didn't know that. So there was all of these crazy people that were like, there was a lot of cannibalism involved from what I can remember, a lot of blood. A lot of very random things, a lot of dumb things that they did. And the thing is, the movie wasn't that bad, all in all, but there's this scene in the end. So, spoiler alert if you want to watch Wrong Turn 4. Um, but honestly, you should have, you've either seen it or not seen it by now. Like, you're not gonna watch it now, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say what happens at the end. Basically, two of the, the last two surviving characters, I think, they're running away and they got this snow jet thing. I don't know if that's what it's called, but anyway, they were on the snow jet. And they're going, and they're running away, and they're, they're the monsters, well, they're not even monsters, they're just like mutated people. It's really weird. But yeah, they're following them with like a truck or something, and they went through these fence, they kept going next to these like fences, and there was a fence in front of them, and they couldn't see, it looked, it looked like empty space it looked like they could go through so they're just going really fast and they're like oh my god we've run away because they were making some distance ahead of the truck and then their heads just flew off because they they went through this like barbed wire and their heads were just sliced off clean like clean and it was so funny i know you probably think i'm crazy but i cannot i cannot emphasize to you how funny it was because then the the guy in the truck he just came over he picked their heads up threw them in the truck and took their bodies and dragged them in the truck as well and just drove off 
it was oh it was genuinely hilarious um but i was actually i was actually talking about the scary films oh my god okay back back to that back to that uh obviously yeah the ring hereditary is a film i watched recently i watched it last year around this time actually with uh, a bunch of my course mates and it was actually quite a quite an interesting film it has you have to give it time because it grows on you because we were watching it and we were what like an hour in or something and we were like if this movie doesn't get good fast it's honestly so dead right now and it did it got so good it made everything before it worth it so if you think it's boring based on the first 10 minutes give it give it some time to grow give it time to grow uh, but yeah, it wasn't very, it's not that very jump scary movie until a certain point. Um, so that's really good. I would definitely recommend that. Um, there's your basic TV shows ones, American Horror Story. The only reason why I really care about that is because Lady Gaga uh, was in one or two of the episodes. I haven't seen them, but that is basically why I care. Chucky. Chucky is really scary, although it's a bit old, so there's a balance between the oldness of the film and, you know, how good it actually is. Now, a really scary movie, and I think that's because I watched it when I was, like, 9 or 10, is Coraline. I watched it when it was in the cinema, and I remember the lady at the till telling my dad it's a really scary movie are you sure your daughter is not scared? And he looked at me and I was like, I'm not scared. I'm not scared of anything. And so we went and we watched it and I was terrified forever because um, of all the ice sewing and all of those things. Um, Coraline is really iconic, I think, in a way. It's a really odd movie. It's really specific. It's really original. I love the animation on it. And you know what? I would watch it. I would be terrified, but I'd watch it. And finally... A more mainstream one, scary one, uh, is obviously It. I recently watched parts one and two, and I really liked it. I had seen the old ones, I I tried to read it, but it, I was way too scared to, and I thought it was really good. I loved all, all of the actors in it, especially, obviously, I'm a huge Bill Hader fan, so when I heard it was in it, it was a great incentive to finally watch it. Um, two years after it came out, or whatever, but it was it was good. I think It, it is great. Um, it made me scared of clowns. That was like the one thing I wasn't afraid of and then I watched it and I was like, nope, nope, gonna nope out of that one. Another classic one is obviously The Addams Family and now we're gonna use that as a transition into the more family-friendly ones. I've actually not seen The Addams Family in a very long time. I think I've only seen it once. I don't really remember it. I feel like I'm speeding through some of those, but it's because I think you know them, but I still want to mention them because they're important. You know, they're like the Watch Mojo honorable mentions section. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't know, is this still a point of dispute whether it's a Halloween or a Christmas film? I know it's about Christmas. I know Halloween basically ends on like in like the first 10 minutes after the amazing song, but... I feel like it's a Halloween movie rather than a Christmas movie. I wouldn't watch it around Christmas. It depresses me a little bit. Like, I like it. It's great. It's really... Again, it's a really original film. We have... This is interesting. There's a lot of really original anime... Often animated kind of scary films. I was really scared, actually, of the... The Boogeyman. Is that what he was called? The green one at the end? I was really scared of him um, when I first watched this film. But yeah, obviously that's that's more of a chill one. The music in that film is amazing, literally. All of the songs. I think it's... I, you know what? I think it's a good film to watch between Christmas 
and Halloween. I think that's the ideal time for it. Another super mainstream film is Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is great, I like all of them, and I actually, you know what, I'm gonna say it. You know what, I'm about to say it. I like the new 2016 version better. Yep, that is absolutely right. The all-female version is so much better. All of those guys were so annoying. I literally did not care about any of them. And the women were all awesome. And I love Kate McKinnon. So, you know what? That's it. I mean, me being quite a big SNL fan also helps. But it's genuinely, it's better. The effects are better. And effects on these kinds of movies matter. Okay, that's it. Period. From that, I obviously have to mention the Glee Halloween specials, especially the Rocky Horror episode. Go and watch it. It's worth your time. It is so funny. I did a whole episode on my podcast about it. Although I think I did that one live so you can't actually hear it. But the Rocky Horror show in Glee, it's such a great episode. There's so much to unpack in it. But I'm going to let you figure that one out for yourself. And you're going to be quite traumatized at the end of it. But um, I don't care. Glee is traumatizing and that is why it's good. Casper. Casper is a film that, when I was a kid, kind of freaked me out. Because Casper reminded me of Carlson. Now, I don't know if you guys would know who Carlson is. Because it's a character from a book by Astrid Lindgren that is quite popular in Bulgaria. I don't know if it's popular in the UK, I've never heard anyone talk about it, but it's basically about this old man who lives on the roof of this kid's house and goes into his room and breaks stuff and Carlson has a button on his belly and helicopter wings on his back and it's really weird and it really messes me up and I'm gonna probably do like a whole topic on it because it's really really bizarre but Casper reminds me of that because he keeps going to into that girl's room and I don't really remember anything else I was just like Casper's a bit weird he's a bit weird I don't like him I don't like that I don't know I just don't think this is like great for me I don't want to do it I want to go home like I can't take the pressure of it don't you think any job interview Haha, <laughs> you thought we were done, didn't you? Silly you, we're not moving on to America's Next Top Model just yet. There's one more film I must mention because when I was planning for this, I googled, just on Google, just a Google search, best Halloween films. And one of the things that came up is Spooky Buddies. Do you remember the Buddies series? Because that is something from my childhood I you cannot take away. You cannot take it away. It's these films with these dogs. There was like Air Bud. There was, there was all of these films about dogs that could do things. Like one of them was about playing volleyball. One of them was playing basketball. And this golden retriever, Bud, I think that was his name, did it all. He did it all. He was an icon. The icon of a generation. And you know what? I think next episode might just be on Carlson and the whole buddies thing the whole buddies things that sounds so weird but yeah it might just be on that because it's really interesting and really in the spirit of this podcast so yeah let me know if you know about either of these things because i really want to know but right now spooky buddies now spooky buddies is about these uh puppies these golden retriever puppies that have a halloween adventure 
and I am here for it. I'm here for this film. I love puppies. So yeah, quite frankly, I would watch that. And I watched the trailer for it, and I literally did not understand what the plot was. I tried really hard to understand why things were happening, and I could not. These kids' movies, they are so incoherent. I don't know how it's meant to make kids think and function, because it makes no sense. Like, the trailer for this, it was just puppies in costumes. Costumes and puppies, puppies and costumes, that's all I remember. I took nothing away from that apart from this incredible joke. Somebody say boo <laughs> So that's what I'll be watching this uh, Halloween. Let me know, let me know, message me uh, on the Cultural Reset Instagram, culturalreset.podcast on Instagram. Message me and tell me, because I don't think I appreciate this holiday enough. And I'm open to learning, so tell me, tell me what you are up to, tell me how to fix everything. But now, after 20 minutes of build-up, you can now have the one and only Miss Tyra Banks. And let's talk about America's next top model right now, here on Cultural Reset. You wanna be on top? do not know what America's Next Top Model is, first of all, I'm sorry, but I will try and make things better. America's Next Top Model is a reality TV show, obviously, what else would I be talking about, that was created by Tyra Banks, where essentially models are competing for America's Next Top Model. And it doesn't sound that bad, right? You know what? I... Actually, you know what? No, I take that back. It does sound bad. Because the modeling industry is so messed up anyways, a reality show about it would obviously be messed up. And they do all of these runways and challenges and these models, they compete and they do things. And it is so bizarre and messed up. It, it's beyond your wildest imagination of what could happen in a show like this. It just surpasses everything you could possibly think of. And so the first thing I'm going to talk about is some of the challenges, because why did they come up with these things and how? Why and how? I do not understand. My brain does not process who came up with them. They have these runway challenges where they they have to essentially fight for their lives in some of them. I'm not even going to lie to you. So we're going to start off and I'm going to talk you through, I'm going to guide you through this practice of America's Next Top Model. I'm going to guide you through all of these runway challenges that they did. That And these are some of the worst ones I have seen. There was one where they were blindfolded. So they were just entirely blindfolded. They couldn't see anything and they just had to walk in a straight line and back. And compared to some of the ones I'm going to uh, talk about in a second, that was easy. But honestly, why? Like, why is that necessary? What model in real life would have to do this? Like, why? Why was that something that had to happen? Another one, the treadmill. They put a treadmill where the the models, they had to walk. They had to walk across the first treadmill in heels, in stilettos, which is 
basically impossible. And it was a really narrow one as well. It was like, what is this? Probably like 50 centimeters or maybe a meter at most. That was how wide it was. And they had to walk along it. Um, and then in these gowns, by the way, they were, they're walking in these gowns that could get stuck in the treadmill. And obviously they trip and fall. And then on the way back, they had to walk backwards on the second treadmill. They had to, they had to kind of let the, like the treadmill was going forward and they had to basically walk slowly so that it would take them to the back. Oh my God, the the amount of people that fell on it is ridiculous. And I don't know who came up with it. And the audience was just watching and they were like, oh my God, please don't fall, please don't fall, please don't fall. Which is how I feel for most of those. Um, there was a similar thing. There was a spinning platform at the end. So if you imagine the, the runway and then at the end of it, there's like a disc that turns. That was also a thing for whatever reason, because that is what real life runways are definitely like. Um, one of the interesting ones, which I don't know what fashion show would do this, was these, you know, these big plastic transparent balls that they put on water bodies. Wow, that sounded so scientific. On like small ponds and things and kids run around in them. I used to love those as a kid, by the way, because this is really important information that you should clearly know. (laughs) But they made the models walk in these and they had to, there was a small like elevated bit inside the pool. So they didn't just have to walk in them straight and back, but... They had to walk along the line, but that's still hard enough. And they fell. They, of course they fell. Obviously they fell. And you can't even see. What I don't understand is you can't even see the clothes. Like, they're transparent, but they're, like, really sort of misty, I guess is the word. Because of the condensation. They're really... You really can't see much. And all of these models, they just kept falling. They just kept falling. And they made them do this, I think, in episode one of a certain season. Why? What? How is this a way to start? (sighs) Honestly. There was a a runway. It wasn't even a runway. It was more of a challenge, I think, where they just had to balance candles on their head in, like, a tray. And which was, by the way, total cultural appropriation because they did it in Morocco Morocco, and they were... Oh, it's it's, uh, locally inspired. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, So that was a thing. The Bridge of Death is how I've written this in my notes. And oh my goodness, they made this sort of dock four stories into the air. It was transparent. And the models, they they had to, they had harnesses. First of all, they obviously had to have harnesses and they have to, had to walk to the edge of it. The thing is transparent. No one can really see them. Again, no one can really see them because the people were all on the like ground floor. They couldn't see what was going on. They, they literally, they could just not see what's going on. And these models, they were walking back and forth. Um, I think someone tripped, but they tripped in the end. And don't worry, they were totally safe. They didn't fall off it or anything. But just imagine a like a, a really long plank, just four stories high. And these models, they have to walk and they have to look like stunning. They have to look confident and all of that. You know, I really, I really do admire models actually. Like, because... Fashion is such a cool thing anyway, and I think what they do is really amazing. You know, their job is more than just being really, really ridiculously good-looking, if you get that reference. Kudos to you. You win points in my book. There was also a thing where they had to set their hands on fire, so they would have, like, gloves 
and they had to in the beginning of the runway hold them over these torch things so their hands were on fire it was really avatar lost airbender stuff you know and they had to hold the flames in their hands up and down the runway some people couldn't get their like set their hands on fire which i think is a good thing i genuinely do think it's a it's a good thing in most situations not to be able to set your hands on fire but come on tyra this isn't the hunger games come on what is this what, who 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 thought this was necessary? Then there was the dock on water, which was basically these things that were blocks that were essentially balanced on water, and they would flip. They would they would just flip. Like it, it was an obstacle course. It was harder than an obstacle course. They just had to walk through them, um, and people fell in the water as they obviously would. I don't think I could walk through that. You know, probably just in in flats. I mean, I can't. I in flats. I say in flats as if I wear any shoe that's not flat. I think I would probably trip over and like snap my neck into if I tried to wear heels. Speaking of snapping things and heels, there was these heels that Tyra made them wear. Oh my goodness, these heels! I think professional models have fallen in. The ankles, their ankles, every, pretty much everyone twisted their ankle at least once. They, they, they fell on their ankles because these heels, they were enormous, enormous heels. And they would just step sideways because it was impossible to walk in them. And even the judges, they were cringing. They were hiding behind these fake notebooks they give them as if they're writing down something. It was it was so so uncomfortable to watch. Um, they basically all snapped their ankles and twisted them, uh, because that's what that show was. There was a silly string runway where they just covered things in silly string, and by things I mean you know their private parts. I think that's what they covered. I can't remember if they actually covered the rest of their clothes. If, or if they had any other clothes. Obviously, they had clothes under the silly string, but I don't... They were clearly running out of ideas on that one. I think they were... That was in the later seasons. Now, an absolutely iconic one was the pendulums. They had pendulums swinging. They had pendulums swinging across the runway. Why would you do this? Who does this? So they had to time the walk perfectly so they wouldn't get hit by the pendulum. And there was this one model, she she fell on the stairs before she got to the runway, first of all, which was horrible. And then on her way back, she got um, pushed over by one of the pendulums and everyone gasped and she screamed and it was really dramatic. And they, they edited the dramatic music over it and everything. <sighs> oh, this show, this show, honestly. It's so problematic, yet so funny, and such a wonderful reflection of us as a society. And finally, the last one I have down is the vertical runway. I've been saving this one. What is a vertical runway, you ask? It's where you walk on the side of a building as if you're walking, you know, on flat ground. So they would suspend them with these harnesses and they would have to walk down. They would have to walk down the building, which was obviously impossible. They would just like turn and hit like the building sideways because, you know, gravity, duh. 
And then when they would get down, they had to get that harness off and they had to walk a normal runway and then back. And it was just not the one. And all the girls had to do it in heels. In heels. Imagine. Imagine. So they would just lean forward and you could see the fear in their eyes as they were being suspended over the thing. This is like an extreme sport thing. You know, when people go skydiving, this is what this is like. Unbelievable. These producers, these producers are beep idiots. Oh, I would put this quote in, but I can't because no swearing, no swearing. Big sad. Gemma, please be more PG, be radio friendly. No, don't, don't change. Don't ever change for anyone. Not for me, not for anyone. America's Next Top Model really relies on Tyra Banks. And from my knowledge of it, I think there's two main memes that you probably do know, apart from the one I used before, the one where she's just like, it's, just, it's, not, it's not for me, it's not for me, I'm gonna go. I can relate to that so much. When I don't have time for something, I just think of that. I'm, it's not for me, it's not. But there's two main memes that came out of this show that, that are with Tyra Banks. And I think these are the ones you should know. And I really want to cover this other topic as well. And we're already so much over time. So I've cut it down to those two. The first one is when Tyra Banks pretends to faint. She pretends to faint. She falls on the ground, which is so fun. I encourage you to go and watch this video because it is hilarious. It's jaw-droppingly hilarious because she pretends to she pretends to faint she's like oh i don't feel i don't feel so good i don't feel so good and then she falls to the ground kind of kind of sideways and these girls they come they surround her and they're like should we get her some water should we get her some pizza honestly when i passed out (laughs) when i got my vaccination which is a great story for another time I would have loved to have some pizza. I think that would have been great. So I think this this girl, she's funny, but she also knows what's up. But then, as they're trying to help her, Tyra jumps back up. <sighs> I'm alright. Today you guys are gonna learn about acting! The looks on these girls' faces, they were shook. They were like, acting? What? What are you doing? And honestly, that's how I feel because it was so bad. It was so badly performed. That's the thing. But acting, Tyra, I'm sorry, you're an icon, but it's just not there. It just was not there. It was not. It was not. It was so funny. (sighs) Go and watch the video. Go and watch the video. It's worth it. Every minute of your time, it's only 44 seconds long, Tyra passes out. Go and, go and look it up. Go and look it up. I promise you, you will be grateful to me. I want you to send me a message and be like, I watched it and I'm a better person now. Because you will be. You will be so much more cultured. And the last meme, to kind of close this chapter in our lives, I know I was going to talk about the problematicness of this show. I think you probably got a good grasp of it just from all of the runway challenges. There was so many problems with this show, with its organization. I could go into them. And if you're interested, I could do a whole episode just about America's Next Top Model. But we're gonna move on. And before we do, this iconic meme 
you most certainly know it's a fantastic reaction meme. I think about it all the time. As the Twitter stands would say, it lives in my head rent-free. Whoever edited that, the sheer talent that they had to edit in that music, the dramatic, done. They had it. They just, they just have it. They have, they are America's next top model. Incredible. Truly. I love it. And I love it. America's next top model has given us so much, but arguably Tyra Banks, she has given us more. She truly has. And something she recently gave to us was what she eats in a day as part of this series food diaries thing where celebrities say what they eat in a day. And there was an interesting section about bagels. And again, Mike's Mike is the one who woke me up to this. And I just want to share it with you and I want to go over it. And how we're going to do this is I'm going to play the video and I'm going to just provide my thoughts throughout. And I really hope you enjoy this. Here we go. No sugar, no cream, just my infused flavor. And then lately, I've been doing a bagel. A bagel, But let me tell you how I do my bagels. I take my bagel, plain bagel, on a day that I'm not gonna be in front of somebody's face. Onion bagel, if I'm gonna be speaking closely to people. Me. Wait, I said that opposite. Funky breath if I'm gonna be close to people. Okay, flop that. Just own it. You know what I mean. I cut the bagel in half. And then I scoop out all that extra bagelization scoop it. and put that on the side. Scoop. Then I take my whipped cream cheese and I dig deep into deep, that pot of deep, it. Deep. And I deep fill into the cream up the cheese. Entire scooped out bagel rounds like a moat. Like a but moat, I'm not you guys. Yet. Then I take that plate of that moated cream cheese bagel and I put it inside of the microwave. Whoa. And I shut the door. The microwave. And then shut I the set door. It for 20 if you love seconds. something, let it go. And then what starts to happen is the molecular makeup of that cream cheese starts to change. Okay, Tyra Banks, can you be my science teacher, please? Look, the, the molecular, everything, the molecules, she knows. She knows what's going on. She knows what's up. I want her to teach me science. Can she come to Warwick and teach me? Come on. Is that too much to ask? It's like a science project. And when you take it out of the microwave, a science it's not project. just heated. Oh, no. No. It's creamy. And it has a slightly tart flavor that it didn't tart. have. Delicious. microwave I blow on it because if I take a big bite, it's going to burn my lips. So I have to blow. And then I slowly bring it to my mouth and I bite. Oh, and I try to get the cleanest bite, but there's whipped cream, um, cream cheese, whatever cream, whipped cream, all over my lips. And then I lick it and I lick it until it is all gone. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cannot with this. I cannot deal. I cannot. How? What? Why? What? What? When? Who? She? What? The the bagel? The cream cheese? Uh Bill Nye, step aside. Ty Tyra knows what's what's up. Oh God, I don't think I have too much to add on that. To be honest with you, it wasn't much of a discussion topic. It was more of a me presenting you with a 
facts and uh, endless entertainment, which you're welcome for, by the way. Every time I watch this video, it does something to my mind. And I just want to encourage you to go and watch the full thing, uh, because she talks about coffee, she talks about all the stuff she eats in the day, and you know, um, it's really, truly something special. Ah, oh, okay. And once again, we are here um, at 40 minutes this time. Slightly longer, but I think it was worth it. And my mind has yet again been blown by... All of these things that were truly a cultural reset. I think Tyra Banks, her birth, her existence was a cultural reset in itself. These Halloween films, you know, most of the ones I said were cultural resets. The very, the biggest cultural reset truly is uh, the Glee Halloween special. And I will stand by this. It's the best <laughs> movie Okay, not movie, but TV show you can watch on Halloween is Glee. Just as with any other time of the year. Um, I've truly lost it. I've, I've truly lost it a little bit tonight. Um, I hope you're enjoying, you've enjoyed, you're enjoying, you've enjoyed this episode. Wherever you are, whenever you're listening to it. Um, yeah, I, w I would really appreciate it if you let me know. Uh, what do you think, I guess, what do you think of the podcast at all? Um... If you want me to do something, I guess, let me know. My head is empty right now. There's zero thoughts. Yeah, just let me know what you think. If you think I should improve on something, I'm all about that constructive criticism. Let me know. Talk to me. The show is uh, more about you than it is about me. Of course, more than anything, it's just about these, these things that um, our society has come up with that are just, just really, truly something special to us and hold great great value. I feel like this speech had so many levels. The levels, they're countless. Anyways, I will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow? <laughs> sure, I'll see you tomorrow. No no worries. I'll see you next week. Um, let me know what you want me to do. I have quite a few things in mind about stuff that I want to do, but again, it's all about you. Let me know, and I'll see you again next next Wednesday. Goodbye. My brain is gone.